Then you're red. Liana is there. Say hello, Liana. Hello, Liana. We were going to do that, but I don't know how else to, to. You know what? It doesn't matter. There's too many podcasts. I was talking to somebody the other day. Too many podcasts spend way too much time on nonsense before getting to the meat of the show. Yes. And, and uh, but our whole show is nonsense, so that's fine. Well, we, we get to the we need to get to the meat of the nonsense. Um, though nonsense meat does not sound like something you'd want to buy at the butchers. It's yeah, like, you remember that, remember that Asian restaurant which um, had on its menu funny tasting chicken? Yes. Like, and somebody we went with actually ordered it? Yeah. And couldn't describe what it tasted like? Because it tasted funny. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's funny tasting, but funny how? Funny how funny, or funny strange? Yeah, funny off? Like, why? That's the weird thing is it's it, they put on the menu funny tasting chicken and obviously enough people order it to keep it on the menu. But why would you order something that does not prop that, that is so amorphous about its taste and is indicating that there's something not quite right about it? It's funny because if you Google funny tasting chicken, you get how to tell if chicken is bad. <laughs> it's called funny tasting. It's called funny tasting. Yeah. Though there, there apparently is a, oh, okay. There actually is a um, dish. It's a Szechuan dish that is called strange tasting chicken. Well, strange is different than funny. Yeah, they're, I think they're of the same root. I think it's just a different, uh, it's a different um, uh, translation of the name. I, I guess I should point out that the restaurant's no longer in business. Okay. Uh, um, well, it's like, would you order something funny colored meat? Would you order that? Well, you don't eat meat, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's apparently also called uh, funny smell chicken. I mean, none of these names are good. I was going to say, would you, you're, you're a pescatarian. Would you order something that says oddly smelling fish? Would you like to order that? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see what's in the recipe that causes it to smell or taste funny i'm guessing either something rotting or bodily fluids yeah it's it's a i looked up the recipe it's a combination of soy sauce uh a type of vinegar and sesame so maybe it's that combination of smells and then and then um like scallions um Maybe it's a combination that smells a bit odd. I don't. I don't know. It, it's. It's. And it's, it's one thing odd. If it smells bad, but if it tastes funny, like you send something back to the kitchen when it tastes funny, like excuse me, this doesn't taste right. This tastes kind of funny, and then they bring you back, you know, a fresh one that someone has spit on. Um, because don't ever send anything back to the kitchen. Right. <laughs> ever. Like, right. Either don't eat it. Or say that you didn't order something completely different, but don't right. ever send your food back to the kitchen. Because you ever see that Eminem video where uh, uh, he's working the drive-through and he takes like a bun and like wipes the inside of a toilet with it and then puts it on the on the burger. I have a vague recollection of that. Yeah, don't don't ever don't. Cooks are very temperamental and sensitive. You send something back, they're sending you a, a, a little taste of themselves. Right. 
Anyway, that's not what we're going to talk about today. So all that stuff about not about getting to the meat, it in our case, the meat was funny tasting chicken. And that wasn't actually the meat of the show. Well, we only spent four minutes on it. Some only shows, four minutes. I was listening to a show ostensibly about a Bigfoot encounter. It took them 19 minutes to start talking about oh, Bigfoot. Man. See, that's the thing about podcasts. I'm used to YouTube. That first minute in a YouTube video is so crucial. You have no time to screw around. No, you got to grab people and you got to hold them. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta get to your point. Or people, I mean, I've done it with YouTube videos. It's like, okay, where's the thing I clicked on this to watch? I like you personality, but can can you please get to the thing I came here for? Yeah, I was watching, a, trying to watch a video the other day of this guy talking about how the uh, 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 what's his name uh, who did Star Trek the movie and lost. What? J.J. Abrams. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. J.J. Abrams and Ta-Nehisi Coates version of a black Superman movie is dead. And which I figured it would be because they're, they're doing a black Superman story uh, produced by Michael B. Jordan for HBO Max. Why are they going to have two? Um, but and... I wanted to find out about what happened to the to the movie. What 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 happened? And mm-hmm. I had to I, I never found out because I had to listen yeah. to this guy rant about how uh, they're making too many movies woke and how they're dying at the box oh, office and I, how Black Widow was a woke movie and it died. You know, Black Widow was a sound concept, just badly executed. It, it was also starred a woman. Yeah, it was also a COVID movie. Yeah. And yeah. he said uh, Shang-Chi was a failure because he said what? it made only $10 million profit, which I don't think is accurate. No, um, it's not accurate. I don't know where Shang-Chi was a huge hit. And he said the Eternals, failed because it was woke. No, it failed because it was a bad movie. Oh, Eternals was terrible. So I I was like, okay, I've heard your political rant. Can I find out about the damn movie? No, he just kept going. So I just got rid of it. See, the thing about radio in the old days and TV in the old days, there was a format to it. So you could not just go as long as you wanted about nonsense. You had to fit everything within compacted space because you had a limited amount of space. You had a time slot. You had to fit in that time slot with commercials. Right. Whereas with podcasts and videos, people can just bloviate up out their yeah. upper butthole constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no, there's no framework. There's that, no nothing. There's no discipline is, whatsoever. That, I admit that stops me from sampling a lot of podcasts because I, it's only recommendations. Like I listen to a daily stoic podcast and that's pretty much it these days because I, you know, part of it is I, I need to be able to concentrate on the words I use. So unlike some people who, I don't know, they can listen to stuff while they're doing whatever their job is or driving or anything like that. I use driving to think so podcasts aren't good for me there. And when I'm working, I, it has to be instrumental. But I listen yeah. to um, a podcast, The Daily Mime. That was my impression of The Daily Mime podcast. Oh, no, no. What you've got is like there's the sound of wind. Oh, I see. And then there's the sound of an elevator going down. Oh, oh, I see. You okay. know, all the, you know uh, the sound of an apple being eaten. Yeah. You know, it's all those things that mimes like to do. The sound of an escalator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the whole woke thing. Cause I'm actually working on a list of words for an upcoming YouTube video, words that have no meaning, like no clear meaning. It, it, they are, they are strictly defined by context 
and people use these words or terms, but they don't actually have any meaning. And so 90% of internet fights are arguments of definition, right? So are there, are there any words or phrases, Ed, that you think have no meaning anymore? I have something better than just words. What? I sent myself an email yesterday. Oh, your email. And I, when I read it, I had no idea what I sent myself. The subject heading is, I gets, and, or it could be possibly L gets, mm-hmm. could be capital, I could, so let's just say it's an I, I gets, and the, the, the message body says, on follows. Yeah. So I gets on follows is, um, it, it, that, that's meaningless. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there are, there are terms like you mentioned woke. Like woke has no meaning anymore, right? Because everything is woke, so nothing is woke. Uh, woke is whatever the speaker doesn't like because they don't feel like the audience is, you know, they don't feel like they are the core audience for something. That's how woke tends to be used. I mean, the, the original definition of woke was something from the black consciousness movement of the 1970s. And it's just been completely appropriated and co-opted to the point that it, it has no inherent meaning anymore. It's just a pejorative. It was, I mean, uh, it was co-opted by white people who overused it. You know what else gets overused a lot? Misogynist, racist. People don't really understand what those things are. Well, and those, so those have label- inherent... Those have inherent meanings, though, but just because they're, they're losing their meaning. Because... But they still have a meaning, unlike, say, the term Nazi, which, which still has a meaning. It means somebody who's got fascistic qualities. That's not what it means, though. That's not how people use it. It's not just about a fascistic intent. It's a it's basically about, you know, politics that don't use the right words. People use the term differently, depending on the context. It's not. You know, well, they a, often say Gestapo when they are Nazi when they mean Gestapo. Well, that's essentially the same thing. Well, but, no, but what? yeah, Gestapo, I understand. Those are uh, those are, are rough inquisitors. Um, See, I, I think it's more that they're using uh, Nazi when they mean authoritarian. What's the difference? Well, because one is a particular, like, a particular historical... flavor. Of, yeah, of, of authoritarianism, but it's not though. It, it there's more to it than than that. I mean, you're talking about a word that used to have a connotation of pure evil. They were the ultimate bad guys in a movie because no one felt bad if they died, and now it's anybody with a slightly backwards opinion. It has expanded, and though I do think that um, the uh, trucker convoy. Would have been very upset to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and discover the Nazis lost. Yeah, well, I mean, th- that's the sort of thing where if you're actually flying that flag, maybe I can understand. But the the other phrase that that drives me crazy is I feel people use I feel when they actually mean I think and it's cheapening the expression of feelings. Well, I won't argue with you there. Makes I feel you're nuts. correct. See that? No, you think I'm correct. But I both feel and think you're correct. Okay. So you don't you don't have any words to help me with this list. Well, you're just springing this on me. I'm sure I could find words, but I not in the mode of thinking of words that have have no meaning. Oh, I see. 
Um, this is this is bothering me. How because... about zany? Zany doesn't really have any meaning anymore because it's been overused. Well, zany really? Zany could mean cliched, or it could mean kind of uh, energetic and 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 crazy, like you know, out there. Um, I guess. Um, there's another word that's like that that I can't that I just came in my head and went away. Um, and by the way, we'll get, be getting to discuss Bigfoot at minute 19. Um, <laughs> this is actually about stuff, though. Well, the thing about our show is we don't advertise it as being about any topic. So whenever right. it starts, it actually starts. It's not like this show that I wanted to hear about Bigfoot. And I heard about the hosts taking their kid to university for the first time and finding them an apartment and helping them. Move. I don't give a rat's ass about that. Tell me about the damn Sasquatch. Right. Like, if your kid is not a Sasquatch, I don't want to know about taking the kid to university. If the kid is a Sasquatch, I find that fascinating. A Sasquatch going to university, fascinating, okay? Especially since Sasquatch is apparently a very, very bad hygiene. I want to know how he gets along with his roommates. I want, you know, fine. You, your kid's a Sasquatch. Talk all you want about going to university. Your kid's not a Sasquatch. Do not talk about them on a, on a podcast about the Sasquatch. Is this too much to ask? No, that is not too much to ask. I agree with you. All right. Um, well, then we should uh, move on to talk about other things. Uh, we were away last week, so we didn't get a chance to talk about the slap heard around the world. Yeah, and everybody's got an opinion on it. Well, it's, it, you know, people switched from being experts on uh, virology and epidemiology to experts on constitu Canadian constitutional law. Right. Uh, to now being experts on alopecia. Uh, see that th I'm going to get annoyed discussing this. I warn you in advance. Uh, so am I. So that's fine. And you know what? Okay. People listening, they'll get aggravated too. This is an aggravating topic because it exists. There are so many levels that this is on earth. Um, first of all, I will say that I'm sorry. Saying that Chris Rock made fun of her disability. Alopecia is not a disability. It's a condition. Lots right. of people, mostly men, walk around bald. Okay, you're telling me they're disabled? Do they should should bald people now be able to park in a disabled spot? Being bald is not disabled. Charlie Brown is not disabled. Being bald, Kojak, not disabled. All right, being having no hair, the inability to grow hair is a condition. It is not a disability. And people going online and say made fun of her disability. She's 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 not an amputee. All right, she doesn't have a a debilitating physical disease. She's, mm -hmm. She just, she can't grow hair the way normal the people normally do. Millions of people, mostly men again, have that problem. It is not a disability and it is not something to go, oh, he was wrong. He, he made, never made fun of the disabled. Shut up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, this is one of those really politically incorrect things, right? That yes, technically it is, an autoimmune condition, but it's not painful, right? I mean, I have an autoimmune condition that causes serious pain in my hands, among other places, right? Flare-ups are miserable. And That's a, that actually can be considered a disability. It does prevent you from doing things in your life. Yeah, and, and it doesn't just mean it, it, you know, prevents me from wearing an updo, right? And, and I, I get it. I understand the... Um, the, 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 
potential self-consciousness and her maybe trying a little too hard to say, I love it. I'm embracing it. I'm tired of feeling bad about it, but it not being entirely true. Well, it's not true. If you're embracing it and there's no problem, you don't mind somebody poking a little bit of fun. Having, and you know what? His, his comment wasn't inherently insulting either. Well, I think it was a bad joke just because millennials didn't know from G.I. Jane. Well, I, I think it's a bad joke because he needed to carbon date the right, punchline. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I think he should have called like, her a, a Dora Milaje from, from Black Panther. See, Dora Milaje from Black Panther, Panther way better, mm-hmm. more current, more, mm-hmm. compl- more obviously complimentary. Uh, right. Like he had to use a steam shovel to dig up that reference. G.I. Jane, yeah. what's that movie, 30 years old? It, well, it was Viggo Mortensen pre-Lord of the Rings. He wasn't G.I. Jane. It was Demi he, Moore. No, but he was in G.I. Jane. No one he was the bad guy. De- no one remembers anyone but Demi Moore from G.I. Jane. I, All I remember, remember from G.I. Jane is, like, wait, wasn't, uh, was that the one with, uh, with uh, Jack Nicholson? Uh, oh, my God. There are a lot of people. Or was that A Few Good Men? That was A Few Good Jim Caviezel, Jason Begay, and Bancroft was in this movie. And Bancroft is one of those things that's not like the others. She was a very dignified actress. Uh, wife of uh, Mel Brooks, by the way, for many years until she died, yeah, which kind of interrupted that. This is, this is what passed for woke in uh, what... What, uh, what year was it? What, 1996? What 1997. Uh, okay, I'm close. Right? Yeah, it was like, a, woman, a woman going into the military and being tougher than men because she had to take the razzing and the, it was the not harassment. A, it was not a good movie. For, for 1997, it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't good even by 1997 standards. All it, right, it compare was... that. Compare that military movie to Polly Shore's You're in the Army Now. Which one is, is, is a, stands the test of time better? Okay, it depends on what the intention of the movie is, right? Well, the intention of the Polly Shore movie... I think it was to keep people out of theaters. Well, that was intended to be sort of a dumb comedy, right? It was not intended to be some some drama. Yeah, it was it had to be some drama about how hard it is to be a woman in a in a particular part of life. So I think in terms of what accomplished its goal more, the Polly Shore movie probably didn't miss the mark as much. Well, it did in terms of box office. You know what? Remember I mentioned 19 minutes? Mm-hmm. We're coming up on 19 Well, there, there you go. Can I just say that I said years ago, and there's evidence on YouTube, that I friggin' hate Will Smith? You, you did. I hate that guy. Because I knew years ago, his big toothy grin and his, hey, I'm just every guy you can hang around. I knew he was full of crap back then. Because he's raised two kids. There's an interview with his two kids from a few years ago. Yes, that if you find kids. it online, it is... In fear, you want to take these kids and dip them in a vat of acid. Okay, they are so um, in love with themselves and conceited and egotistical, and see they, they see themselves so above the rest of humanity. And I'm like, no kid gets raised that way unless their parents raise them that way, and no parents can raise kids like that unless they themselves think there's something that their their crap doesn't stink. And I've known Will Smith's full of crap that his carefully crafted image is a complete lie. I've known that for years. Just like, you know, I mean, I, I, I hated Bill Cosby before I was born. And I was right about Bill Cosby. And I'm right about Will Smith. The fact that they're both black is coincidental. There's others I've been, uh, that are white that I've, I've been right about. But I, I, I hate Will Smith. 
And so when he got up, when he did that smack and he started swearing from his, I, I was hoping that something would fall from like a meteor would come down and just crush him. I would love to see a meteor crush Will Smith. I hate his arrogance and uh, his, his insane uh, speech about how he's got some mission from God. What is he, a blues brother? No, you were a half of men in black. You're not a blues brother. You wore the same suits, but you're not a man. You're not a blues brother. You're not on a mission from God. You're not a river to your people. Like, my God, the, the inflated sense of importance that this jackass has, I hate him. Anyway, so we were talking about the uh, slap. Yeah, there's. The, I just Googled there's rumors now that he's in rehab. What did I say to you when that yeah. happened? I yeah. said, how long until they say he's in rehab? Every it's, time it's... somebody does something bad in Hollywood, they go to rehab because you can't be angry at them if it was an illness. It, it's also, it's a way to avoid the press. What's right? he in they rehab to... for? Being an stress. a-hole? Stress. Oh, stress. But I mean, it's rumored, right? It's not confirmed. But the I find the damage control about the whole thing and, and all the hot takes and everything like that more interesting than the thing itself. But, but let me, let me set a, set a baseline by my opinion on it. I don't think the whole Will Smith thing is any commentary on anything, but narcissistic ego driven Hollywood celebrities. That's it. Will Smith has been famous for so long that all this other stuff that people are trying to tie into it about masculinity and this and that and the next thing, like you said, you know, he, he the the irony of him being in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and then raising two of his own spoiled, out of touch Los Angeles children, right? Ch- ch- rich, rich brats, uh, and I, I don't, I don't fault the kids. They're they're a product of upbringing, right? But it, it says nothing about any regular people. And I wish, I know it's a way for freelance writers to get pieces published because they want to speak about a topic. And this is a way to get people to read the topic because they can game search on the internet, right? But it's not about anything but, but Will Smith's ego and the the... the only he can say why he thought that was even remotely a good idea. I don't think we'll ever know for sure because he's not self-aware. Well, but it was weird. Sorry, go on. The, the fallout and the damage control I have found fascinating how the various camps have been planting and leaking stories the way the academy sort of came out and hinted and you know wanda sykes goes on ellen the next day and talks about what a nice guy chris rock is which is which is my understanding is absolutely true chris rock is a really nice guy uh but i i find it interesting in the whole thing all the focus on will smith the media's committing the error that it would know better you don't focus on the aggressor regarding an act of violence you give the victim dignity and it's like chris rock has been left out of 80 percent of the conversations on this thing well he he's the wacky the wacky is not as 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 compelling and interesting as the whacker but why not? I mean, he was the only one in the whole thing that acted remotely like a grown-up. And and you do not get points in the modern world for acting like a grown-up. That's how you get ignored. I mean, his career 
justifiably has benefited. I mean, his boomerang, he, he's added show well, after show because, after show. Because he people, handled it well. Well, because he handled it well. And people are like, oh, yeah, Chris Rock. There's a reason I like that guy. Um, even though his set on the Academy Awards was like so, Borscht Belt bad. It oh, was you, bad. His jokes were terrible. They were old. They were hackneyed. He and was he's not a pretty current. funny stand-up. That's why I couldn't understand why he used the material that he used because he's got better material. I think, though, the Academy, Academy Awards has a way of cutting the balls off anything particularly funny because everyone's so afraid these days. Well, that that that's the thing, right? I mean, anything that happens on that stage has been pre-cleared somehow. Oh yeah, it's all it, it it's it's gone through the uh, the crapifier, which is a nice way of, of yeah. saying what I normally call the machine, which is uh, you, you come up with something uh, original and unique and has its own voice, or it's really sharp and funny, and you put it through the uh, the, the crapifier, which is the level of management above you, and it comes out bland and banal and and just routine, and it doesn't disturb anyone and it doesn't amuse anyone either. Yeah, it. I mean, a lot of people have gotten a lot of entertainment. I mean, I admit I was one of the people who thought it was it was staged at first because I didn't believe a guy who's been around as long as Will Smith would just blow up his career over something so dumb. But well, I think he thought that uh, he was Teflon. He just had to smile and then and everything would be OK. And it was weird because he, he laughed at first. And then he wasn't yeah. laughing. And then he, I mean, the, the, one of the things that, remember I said I was going to get angry. One of the things that really, really irritated me was the number of people who were like, oh, she made him, she forced him. Oh, what did she use some mind control way to have him walk 200 feet up on a stage on international television and belt the guy? No, no, she didn't. She might've said, are you going to do something? Are you just going to take that? And he went with it, but I think he didn't. She didn't do anything more than indicate with her face that she wasn't happy with it. I think he felt guilty for laughing at something that made her feel bad. I think you're right. And to show a, a, a penance for feeling guilty for People laughing at something that made her feel bad, he went up and, and and tried to be gallant. Okay, that's insane. A bad, and that is an insult to insane people. Well, we're sorry, all you insane people who are listening. No, no, seriously. I mean, th that's the thing. Like, this is a shining example. The, the, the takeaway, the, 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 the teachable moment, as Barack Obama would say on this, is, guys, this is why you don't do this. When you do something like this, it, it always comes back on the woman you claim you're protecting. And that that was the part, the the smack bit. I was like, whoa, this is weird. It was his speech afterwards that just when he talked about defending, me. defending protecting, family, protecting, protecting, yes, protecting, protecting family. love, protect the number of times he said protecting, protecting yeah, what does he her think from he is what? A, what does he think he is a condom? Well, protecting her from what? A bad joke? And then well, he, he was talking on. about protecting the cast of his movie and the real people his movie was based on. It's like he was protecting them. What, what, what the hell? Who are you protecting can, anybody from? What can we can we just take a moment? Can we just take a moment that Will Smith won a, an Oscar 
for portraying the father of women who did cool things. Yeah, I don't know why they, I, I have to admit, don't know much about the movie. I thought it was a Shakespearean movie. I, I, I don't no, know much. I, I don't know why, what it is this man did that made him worthy of a movie as opposed to his daughters. Well, I, that, that's, that's the focus is all wrong, right? It, like, well, do you, they make movies about the mothers of famous men? Not really, do they? Well, maybe and, Psycho, and, right? And, and I mean, also, I mean, maybe it would have been interesting, but I don't remember there ever being a movie about Mickey from Rocky. Well, like, that's the thing, It was right? about Rocky, not about the coach. Remember the bald guy that uh, worked for Apollo Creed then went to work for, for Rocky? There's yeah. been no movies about that coach. Yeah, like, so why, I want, why I about want a this movie man? about the Williams sisters, not their dad. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't see it, so I don't know I'm talking out my, my butt, but. Uh, I find it really gross, too, that Crave is exploiting this, running, running ads for the movie. And I don't, I don't want to say the name of the movie because, like, that's feeding into it. But from start to finish, this is so just messed up. And I don't know why you'd want to see the movie. Just because the guy slapped Chris Rock, like, why do you, you're not going to see him in the movie going slap Chris Rock again. People, so people, nothing people unexpected like, is going to happen in the movie. Not, let's watch the movie because maybe maybe Will Smith will do something crazy unexpected again. No, it, but this it's a how, movie. This is how a ton of things are marketed now. This is all uh, premium streaming service marketing is. There's some kind of big controversy. It boosts their social media trend algorithm people become aware of it and they watch it and i can't stand this because it's not about the merits of the show like take take moon knight for instance right moon oh, Knight's first two episodes show. good show right you see how to pivot it to something good such good a good show. show but why did it trend because it got review bombed for mentioning the armenian genocide yeah like, it has nothing to do with the merits of the show because I read a bunch of reviews beforehand and the critics were brutal on it. They did not get what was going on with that at all. Because, really? oh, they just were. I find that these, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a bit of a political call out. Left-leaning guys in the media, everything, everything they consume is through the lens of what is this saying about me? as opposed to what is this saying about what it's about, right? It's all, do I relate to this? It's the same problem with that guy who got rightly raked over the coals for that ignorant comments about the Turning Red movie. That it's it's less relatable because it's about an Asian Canadian teenager. And he's not an Asian Canadian teenager. Which is, why he, which is why he didn't think it was relatable, right? That's a cool movie. I'm not an Asian Canadian teenager, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Well, I am a female Asian Canadian teenager and That's I enjoyed the movie. There you go. But um, so it's the same thing with Moon Knight. All these, all these, like these bloggers, right? They're, they want to talk about their mental illness. So they go all, pardon the pun, nuts when Moon Knight is, you you can't really compare it to any true real life mental illness because it's a superhero that has four personalities for the four phases of the moon. I mean, that's not in the DSM version five, right? That, that's not what an is, actual. Uh, what is DSM? 
the diagnostics and statistics manual version five. It's the it's the U.S. Encyclopedia crazy. It, it, it's encyclopedia of um, official mental illness categories, and it, it's revised every so often. But so I mean, you're not going to find um, uh, Khonshu, the Egyptian god. <laughs> It's that right it's they're, they're trying to be sort of sensitive and do a halfway decent approximation of dissociative identity disorder but it's not that it's a superhero story so oscar isaac can play a bunch of different characters and be super awesome doing that right it is fun it is imaginative it is visually very very interesting and i you know i i it doesn't say anything about anything real world and anybody that tries to make that about that is doing it wrong. Are we still talking about the slap? No, we're talking about Moon Knight because I don't know. You didn't seem to want to talk about the slap, Ed. Every time I tried to like. What are you talking about? So here is the double edged sword of the Will Smith slap on Chris Rock. You've touched on it a little bit in the last segment um, about how when the, the, the man steps up to physically or in any other way defend uh, his woman, um, it, uh, it invariably uh, bank, uh, backs up or, 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 or I forget the word ba- I'm using. Backfires. backfires Blows fires, back, yeah. Uh, on the woman. Right. Um, so the defending is not really helpful. Um, and it's not intended to be, I argue. You know, what, what do you mean? Well, okay. It's not about defending her honor. It's about defending his manliness because it's all about what people's opinions of her say about him. Agreed and disagreed in that. Well, actually, no, I agree with that. But there is a double edged sword to it, which is that when you don't step up to defend your partner. People think that you think your partner's not worth defending. No, I completely disagree with that. Completely disagree with that. Why? Well, because she handled herself just fine with that eye roll. She handled it. It was pretty clear what she thought about it. And I think a lot of people agreed with her like that wasn't funny. And that would have been it if he hadn't been an idiot. And I, I mean, I, I don't know, Ed, because we, we sort of have a role reversal in this regard, because when we used to do live comedy, I was the one having to defend you. Well, like, I got no arms and legs and I'm yeah. sitting inside. A, uh, I, I'm coming out of a box. Yeah. Like physically, uh, you're you're limited, right? In what you can do. So drunk guys start coming up. I'm the one that has to block them with my body. That's and a case nobody- of act- absolute physical necessity though right but no one thought anything of the fact and this is what is so weird about my life like you think about that that i was having to do security and be funny and you know constantly read the room and see if anybody was gonna get menacing and I mean, uh, there are certain parts of the show, you know, that I deliberately made people uncomfortable. And afterwards, I got some pretty scary looks sometimes from guys who did not appreciate what I did. I mean, pretty much every bad experience a person could possibly have in a comedy club I have had. But including including 
somebody showing you his testicle claiming that it was a goiter. Oh yeah, I got totally Louis CK'd at at, at least one instance. It, it is so weird how not weird what Louis CK. Oh wait, I've lost you. He did Hello, in, I've in lost comedy, you. comedy circle. Miserable, angry place. Hello? You lost me? Yeah, you lost you there. Oh, uh, am I back? You're back. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Uh, I was talking about the weird experiences you had at comedy clubs. Yeah. And then somebody intervened and, and, and muted you. I, I said, I, I was saying that comedy is, is a weird, miserable, angry place. It, it's so, it, no wonder comedians lose their sense of humor, right? It's just so strange. But I'm coming at this and, and the strangest thing was I was I was relating to Chris Rock in that moment. I, I related to sort of the bad position that Will Smith put his wife in, but I related to Chris Rock of, wow, I have, you know, been at a gig at Calgary where people were throwing ice at us for 20 solid minutes. Um, we were in a cowboy bar. Why they booked us it was to like a cowboy dance bar to do stand-up comedy? Blues it was brothers. like the Blues Brothers, yeah. but we didn't have a cage in front of us to catch the stuff. Oh, oh, I can still remember how much those ice cubes stung. Like angering little giant bee stings. Oh, just, oh. And, you know, there's security at the bar, but they don't do anything. And well, they so were all I'm, mad. They, we had to, they had to stop doing their Texas two-step. There was a great cup game on that night, and everyone was loaded drunk. And the and including so I was the guy relating, at the front of the stage who kept yelling that he had herpes. I, I was relating to oh that's right, I forgot about him. Uh was that the same gig? Oh my that was a gig from hell. Uh but people, men on Facebook were explaining to me what it was like to be a woman with a condition and made fun fun of it for it. And I actually said to one guy, do you actually think? that me, a ginger, needs to be lectured on jokes about my hair. So they were telling you that the joke about her hair was terribly serious did, did and she, blah, blah, blah. And for all we know, she cried every night about it. I wish I was hyperbolizing her. That's actually what one guy said. Well, he's, uh, he's very, very sensitive. But I was just, come on. I mean, I keep pointing out that Jennifer Lawrence had to sit through and, and other women had to sit through that degrading Seth MacFarlane musical number. We've seen your boobs. They had to sit through that and do nothing and pretend to smile when I, I was made physically ill by that. That's a this part of the what, job. There's only a few yeah. years ago that he yeah. hosted the Academy Awards and did the, and it was like, it was like Beavis and Butthead I, were in I charge of the awards that year. So no, what is they not as much thinking. fun as it sounds. I do not know what they were thinking about that, but you know, that happens. And, you know, Joan and Melissa Rivers savagely made fun of people's wardrobes for years and years and years. Which is kind of amazing because when you've had that much frigging plastic surgery. What are you doing making fun of anyone else? Yeah, like, really? Uh, yeah. You're so insecure that you have your, that, that at this point your your, your belly button is, is on your nose and you're, uh, making fun of other people's appearance. But we're supposed to believe that the Smith family is the only is the only celebrity family in all of Hollywood that 
is not expected to suck that up. And what we can talk about, I, I think it's it's fair to talk about whether it's time to retire that element of the Oscars. I mean, Billy Crystal knew where the line was when he hosted, right? You never, you never felt like he got mean. You felt like everybody was pretty much in on the joke with that. You think that it's maybe time to retire the uh, uh, insult comic jokes about celebrities at the Academy at, Awards? At the Academy Awards. I think that the reality of film has changed. I think the reality of celebrity has changed. I think that the the caliber of comedy has degraded to the point that it isn't working anymore. And I don't just mean the Academy Awards. I actually stopped watching Last Week Tonight with John Oliver because every single week he takes a cheap shot at someone's appearance. Well, and, you know, when you're an Adonis like John Oliver. Well, that that's the one thing. And that's how he covers it up. Like he it's one thing to make fun of yourself. It's another thing to make fun of somebody else in a in a forum where you don't you shouldn't be making fun of someone's appearance because you don't like their ideas. Right. We we are so acutely aware of the pain that actually causes that we, we can't. It doesn't mean what it used to mean. It's not, I make fun of you because I like you anymore. There's this nasty edge. Well, Ricky Gervais really introduced that um, into the ecosystem of award show hosts. And you know what? I I, I think the the real problem is they're going for mean instead of funny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, They're trying to get nervous laughter out of, instead of, like, I don't mind when they take, you know, fair comment shots at people like you know little things it's like the old days there used to be a thing the the uh the roasts and the roasts the dean martin roasts it was very clear that the people who were there had affection for each right, other exactly when they were insulting each other exactly it was clear there was affection and respect and now there's the current roasts that go on where it is the most scathing yeah horrible yeah yeah humiliating yeah. mean yeah. cruel crap that is said and Not you're saying thing. that yeah i i can't watch those roasts it's just yeah. too it's just too vicious when it's um, over the line for you yeah i mean that's the thing is i don't mind when there's fair comment jokes that are um the kind of jokes you joke around with your buddies but the, these jokes have become viciousness in the place of an actual funny punchline well and I, that's I, the problem for me I also think that making fun of someone's choices and making fun of someone's behavior is much more fair game than making fun of someone's appearance. Like, I don't know if you saw the suit Justin Bieber wore to the Grammys. That, that, that he looked like um, Tom Hanks in Big. Yes, yeah, that was a choice, right? And that's why I think even though the joke didn't land, I think Chris Rock was... It, it was in the realm of fair game, even though this is why I think we should watch appearance based things, because I mean, if if there are all these medical conditions now that people don't know about, you got to be really careful. And let's face it, in the post Trump world, that's part of it, that comedians can't make fun of people because there was a U.S. president using mean spirited nasty attacks on people for four years and people are just exhausted by it. You have to read the room as a comedian. I think that that's, that's what you hit on the head. You got to read the room. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and people, people are nervous. 
at yeah, the Oscars, yeah. right? Yeah, people are, I mean, this is a huge part of the, the, the culmination of their dreams, even being there, being nominated, even being there to be part of, you know, in the audience, to be invited. It's a huge thing for people. Um, and people are going to feel self-conscious. Now, we're supposed to feel less sorry for people who thrust themselves into the public eye, make money by being in the public eye. Therefore, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, you get criticized in the public eye as well. I agree with that up to a point. Uh, there, there, is, there is a line. There, there, is, there a is a line. line and... I can't tell you exactly where it is. But well, you, know, like, my... you know when you crossed it or when you're gonna. My line is... First of all, Jada look good, right? Well, that's the thing. I mean, everyone with alopecia should look as good as Jada. She's got a good head shape. Not everybody who's who's bald has a good head shape. Yeah. A lot of guys, their heads look like bad potatoes. Yeah. And I, so she looked good. So leave it alone. It, it, uh, I thought I, I he know. was making a, a sideways compliment to her. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> He didn't read the room because clearly she's a bit sensitive and she's not someone who can take a joke, right? But well, I, I, I hate people who are so serious about themselves they can't take a joke. Those are the people I want people to make jokes about. Okay, you got you got to keep in mind though, Ed, that these women, some of them, don't eat for an entire day to squeeze into those dresses, so they might be in good humor any other day, but not when they're dehydrated and and starving. And right, God well, knows make a what, you know, God knows what metabolism boosters and diuretics and everything they're on to look a certain way in in those dresses like that. That's something people don't consider when they do that stuff. And and, and unless you've done it, like unless I I've I happen to have done red carpets, been to award shows and it's it's terrifying. You're, you feel like everybody's looking at you and not in a good way. Everyone is looking at you to say something nasty about you behind the, behind your back or behind your back, but still within earshot. Within That's earshot. really fun. Yeah. And um, it's not, especially if you're actually somebody who is an actor first and celebrity second and celebrity is something you sort of have to put up with to, to you know, practice your craft. It, and I guess you can choose not to go, but the studio and everything like that is is banking on that moment for photos. And these films need the the boost, right? These are not blockbuster films for the most part. I do recommend um, that Questlove documentary on the, uh, what is it, Summer of Soul? Summer of Soul, yeah. We both saw that. That was yeah, very good. All that right. was really excellent. Totally, totally deserving. Of the but, award. You know, if, 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 uh, if Will Smith hadn't done that, the big scandal would have been how Lin-Manuel Miranda and Disney totally messed up, not nominating. We don't talk about Bruno. Like, you know, they made a mistake when they performed. We don't talk about Bruno at the Oscars and it wasn't nominated. Well, we I don't gotta, know what he was thinking. We got to we got to bring it to an end there because we're okay. out of time because we don't talk about Bruno. No, I, no, never. Um so uh, Liana is at Red Liana K on Twitter. Liana K is her YouTube channel videos four days a week, topical, funny, thought provoking five days a week. If you're a patron on patreon.com, um, we uh, I'm on I'm at Ed the Sock on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find me and uh, Liana and I are both on newmusicnation.ca where we focus on the best uh, videos by independent Canadian artists from across, across the country and uh, multiple genres. Um, 
and that's it. So uh, that's uh, that's it for us tonight. Uh, tonight, today, tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this damn thing. Um, uh, I'm Ed Desoc, and I'm going to turn it over to Leanna for her to give our uh, trademark sign off. Leanna? I don't know if I have the energy to do this after that. I'm kind of tired, but okay, here we go. Ready, ready? Ready. Bye-bye. A fine effort. Bye-bye. <laughs>